When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The best Rangers analysis with no punches pulled. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Vanessa. What's going on? Welcome to From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Jimmy Finizzi. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94 to interact with us and let us know your thoughts on the topics at hand. You can also stay up to date on the latest episodes and get the latest breaking news on your New York Rangers. Also, be sure you subscribe on all audio platforms and be sure to rate us five stars. It would mean the world to us. Without any further ado, let's drop the puck. Rangers fans, we got something very unique for episode number seven today. First of all, before we introduce our very special guest, from the title of this episode, you might be thinking, you're letting another Devils fan on your show? This is the second one already, and you're you're not even ten episodes in. It's my show. I can do whatever the heck I want, so live with it. But anyway, I digress. But with that being said, yes, I did have on my good friend Neilville Piano from Devil's State of Mind on episode two. And if you haven't checked that out yet, go check it out. But I have another Devils fan with me whose girlfriend just so happens to be a Rangers fan. So I'm sure he'll be more than happy to break down hers and my favorite team. You can check out his own show called Heads Up, Heads Up Hockey on all audio platforms. His name is Jersey Joe. Joe, what's going on, my man? How are you? Going good. Offseason has gone pretty fast so far. I mean, now we're in the dog days of summer, quite literally. So, Labor Days are coming. That means preseasons are hitting. So, that means everyone's starting to slowly report back to camp. At the time of this episode, one more month. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Two more months until preseason starts. I can't wait. Hockey season is just upon us, people. But, yes, you are right. Free agency has come and gone, and a lot of teams definitely look a lot different. So today we are going to basically break down the Metropolitan Division, obviously because I'm a Rangers fan, Joe is a Devils fan, so obviously we're going to break down both of our teams, but we're going to save those towards the end of the episode because I want to keep it more enticing that way. So Joe, I want to start off with the team who won the Metro Division last year, and that is the Carolina 
Hurricanes. Obviously, a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals this past season. Um, a team that, in all honesty, I had no trust in because losing losing Shvestikov, in my opinion, was a big blow to their offense. But they ended up going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They almost made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And, uh, you know, things are looking a bit different, even though I still question their goaltending. I mean, I think they re-signed uh, Freddie Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll be back He's for a couple on, more years with Carolina. Uh, listed there. Um, matter of fact, when I did my uh, my Metropolitan rankings for the standings, I looked at a few factors. A, the current roster, and B, the current farm system. Because right. you need to have liquid assets at all costs, and uh, long story short, if you look at the Bruins, they've only had one player developed uh, since 2018, and they've just signed or traded for guys, and they don't really have anything up in that pool, and once the Bruins miss the playoffs and no one else wants to really come of higher quality, uh, that's the beginning of their demise, and that can be the same for the teams of the Metro. Right. No, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, in, in Carolina's case, I mean, I know I know Freddie Anderson is no slouch. Auntie Ranta looked very good in the postseason, especially in the uh, 2021-22 season against the uh, against the Rangers in the semifinals. But I still find the goaltending questionable only because of the fact that, you know, I don't trust Freddie Anderson's health. You know, I, I sort of lean more towards Antti Ranta, given the fact that he has that clutch factor, especially when it comes to the playoffs. You know, who knows what Andrei Shvestikov's going to be now that he's coming off of injury. It's going to be a while since he's played. So, just overall, where do you expect Carolina to be this season? I mean, my expectations for Carolina is to be first place. Okay. But at worst, they, they would flop with the Devils. I I honestly believe this. The goaltending with Carolina, you have two questionable guys. Uh, one is going to be a bit more positive. You have Anderson's health, is, like you said before, is a big question mark. And when he is healthy, he is indeed on his game. But Kachekov is the true wild card. He can have a fantastic uh, regular season. But then he puts on a very uh, Vitek Vanacek-like playoff like record. And that right. kind of workload during the regular season when you don't get enough rest and the mindset and you're not as economically mechanical can also be a, a problem. Now, we look at one other guy on Carolina that really is a stable guy. Uh, what is it? I've forgotten a name now, but you probably remember better than I. But I do know to check out going to be the winner long term for them. Right. So you do expect Carolina to be in first place this year. In all, in all honesty, I do agree. But I got to be honest. I think the Devils will give them a fight for the Metro Division. But we'll get into them a little bit later. Next team in the Metro. Let's go to. A team that really I don't expect to do much, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, look, they have Mike Babcock there as their head coach now. I'm 
I was never a fan of him to begin with. I'm sure he's a great guy. He He's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a good NHL coach. But he just doesn't have that it factor. At least not anymore, in my opinion. I'm Not to say that the game hasn't passed him by, because it hasn't. But look at the roster that he's given. I mean, look. Johnny Goudreau's no slouch, although he had a god-awful year last year. You know, Patrick Laine, I, I question his health. Um, but, you know, Columbus, I really, in all honesty, I expect them to be a last-place team, man. I'm sorry. I just got to uh, call it how I see it. They're going to rival the Flyers for last place. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even a question at that. Uh, let me throw this at, at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes, you have Johnny freaking Goudreau from, from Southwest Jersey and greater Philly area. But they do have Adam Fantilli if he does make it out of camp and doesn't go back to college. Right. I mean, their future is very bright, and I like the way they drafted. But they still have to put up with the Flyers for the same amount of time and whoever pans out the quickest between Columbus and Philadelphia will be the ones that move up the standings when the right pieces start coming together. It's going to be like um, New Jersey and the Rangers, like when they were in their low spells and they were drafting really good guys uh, at the higher end in the, in, the, in the drafts over the years. It's, it's going to be more interesting, but... At the same time, there, there's been a shift uh, since last year in the Metropolitan. Mm. No, no, you're right. But listen, man, I feel for Blue Jackets fans. I really do. I- I've heard nothing but good things about their fan base. I mean, the fact that they've been this patient and their team still sucks. I mean, <laughs> I honestly feel bad for them. I mean, look, like you said. Their future is super bright. I love I love what they did in the draft. You're absolutely right about that. But let's be real. How many years is it really going to take before Columbus is a serious playoff contender here? We're talking like four, guess, three, five nine. years? But if it's done right and, and trades are done and signings are done properly, they'll probably cut it in half to five years where their bell curve will be a little ahead of schedule. Hmm. Well, I hope for Blue Jackets fans' sake that you're right about that because, I again, I love the young talent they have, but it's just going to take a long time to develop, especially given the fact that they have Mike Babcock at the helm. So we'll see. But all in all, I really do not expect much from Columbus. I'm sorry, Blue Jackets fans. I know we have some, I know we have some Blue Jackets podcasts on this network, so no offense, but... Uh, yeah, your team's not going to be good. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Um, let's move on to the Flyers, since you brought them up earlier. Another team that I really don't expect to do all that much. But I will say this. The Flyers are more physically talented than Columbus is. I mean, they, they got some big guys, man. I mean, they have guys that will hit you to the broad side of the barn. Like, literally on the broad side of the barn. You'll break it. That's how big they are. They will hurt you like there's no tomorrow. But here's the thing. I'll I'll let you continue, Joe. I apologize. Here's the thing with me, though. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Rangers fan and I hate the Flyers. I'm being 100% honest here. They don't score all that much, man. 
They 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 don't score. Their defense is all right. Their goaltending is suspect. I mean, they have question marks all over the place, but their physicality is there. But everywhere else is just like, eh. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Flyers this year, man. I, I definitely expect them to be at the bottom of the NHL, though. I do expect that, especially in the Metro. Forget it. I mean, let, let me put it this way. You put the Devils versus the Flyers, they blew the freaking Flyers out of the building at the Rock. Like, oh, what, 100%. 10, like 10-something? If Neil is listening to this episode, he'd probably chime in right away. But I will say, I will say this. The Flyers, they only have, like, two good lines, and that's it. Yes. And maybe the third line at times, but it's very suspect, the bottom six. And the Flyers have Cal Peterson as a goaltender. They have uh, Carter Hart. And is there enough heart in the Flyers for them to play better offensively as well as defensively? Right. Not enough heart in front of Hart. Yeah, that I, I think that pretty much sums up the Flyers in a nutshell there. Again, I know I know we have a lot of Flyers podcasts. Look, there there are, there are podcasts for every single team on here. I'm not trying to throw any shade. Okay, maybe I am a little bit cuz I'm a Ranger fan, but still Flyers, I'm sorry. You ain't doing that much this year. Look, I respect is, is John Tortorella still their head coach? Last I heard he still has a job there. Okay, well, that that actually surprises you can check me. Cat <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe, what'd you say? You can check Cat Friendly for that one. <laughs> there you go. Look, I was a fan of John Tortorella when he was a coach for the Rangers, but he's not the same guy anymore. I mean, in all honesty, same with Mike Babcock. In John Tortorella's case, does he really have the team around him to light a fire under their asses? I don't think so. Not this team. I I will say this. I mean, the longer that coach has been around, who's been very very tough, and the same and the same thing's gone for any other coach in the NHL. Eventually, your uh, your magic wears off, and mm. I find that once a history of players figure you out, you really have to readapt, or you're just no good. Yeah, no, Randy absolutely has, right. Has adapted thanks to having some really good assistant coaches now. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, look, man, I love the city of Philadelphia. It's a nice town, nice people, except for those sports fans. I can't stand Philadelphia sports fans. Dang. But even still, Flyers, I'm sorry, guys. You're getting close to the bottom of the barrel in the NHL. At least this year, though. That's just... My personal opinion there. We're going to get to a team now that I think may have one more run in them. But first, a quick word from our sponsors at DraftKings. Batter up! I know what you're thinking. Advertising baseball on a hockey network? Well, hear me out for just a second here, please. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Now, what does this have to do with baseball? Well, unfortunately, hockey season is about over, at least for a couple more months, and baseball is getting right into the dog days of summer, and you can place bets on any baseball team that you want. Me being a Yankees fan, I know they've been struggling recently, but I kind of like them against the Kansas City Royals tonight, but that's just me. 
What you want to bet is up to you. And it's not just baseball you can bet on. You can bet on any sport, including the WNBA. Whatever you want to bet on is up to you. Even prop bets are available. So don't you dare strike out on this offer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN and bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50 on a 10-plus leg parlay required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in Massachusetts. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut and please play responsibly. All right, so moving on to a team that I think has at least one more run left in them. The Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a team that missed the playoffs entirely last year because they couldn't figure out how to beat the freaking... Was it the Florida Panthers that they couldn't beat? No, no, the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. I'm sorry, the Blackhawks. Yeah, the Blackhawks. They couldn't beat, and they missed the playoffs. And that's how Florida got in, and Florida went on to the Stanley Cup final. So, not good for Pittsburgh last year, but I think they have one more chance. And that chance is this year. If they don't do something this year, then bold prediction here, I think Crosby's done. Latang, I think he's done too. I, although in all honesty, I think Latang should have retired already. I mean, God, I mean, given the fact this man had two strokes and he's still playing. Yeah. Look, more power to him, but I think it's time to hang it up for Chris Latang. I mean, I, I respect the hell out of him for what he's doing. God bless him. But Chris Letang, you're putting yourself in grave danger, my man. I think your time is up. But I, th- I think Crosby's going to retire after this year if the Penguins don't do anything. I think Malkin – look, Malkin's not going to retire. I think Malkin will probably go somewhere else. But I think that this core of the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're not getting any younger here. And I no. question their goaltending too. But I think they have one more chance to do something here. If they don't – Blow everything up. They have averaging 30 years old and 33 years old between uh, forward core and defensive core. And then you have DeSmith and Jari still. And I know they're all the, the talk in the world is about, oh, John Gibson, oh, Connor Hellebuck. I don't think those kind of goalies you get in the offseason. Those no, are the kind of guys no. that you have to get during the season. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I've heard a lot of rumors about Connor Hellebuck to the Penguins, to the Devils. I mean, I, I've, heard, I've heard rumors about him going everywhere in the Metro. But, yeah, that, that's not the type of guy you want during the offseason. That's a guy you make a trade for if and when necessary. You are right about that. So, 
Look, if things aren't working out for the Penguins in the middle of the season and they're in, like, say, I don't know, if they're in fifth place and they're, like, 10 points out of a playoff spot and it's because of their goaltending, then I would say, okay, maybe go and get yourself Connor Hellebuck or maybe John Gibson or somebody else like that. But not during the offseason where you can sign them to like a, some kind of ludicrous contract and then it doesn't work out. That I get it's a business, but that's poor business. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, like, I, I remember from the Corey Schneider deal, like, you don't want to have that big contract for, what, five plus years? Yes. And I don't want to be paying top dollar in the offseason. I'd rather uh, get a player during the season and see what he has performed and get what you got out of him during the season. I'd rather be more fiscally conservative that way because the cap isn't going to go off for the next, like, what, two to three seasons at least? Yes. And that's something a lot of GMs are waiting out because guys like, you know, Kane and Tarasenko, uh, who are not even goalies, they're they're forwards by trade and they're asking for a fair amount of money. Mm, yeah. I I, I want to touch on that later when we get to my Rangers here. But uh yeah, Penguins, I think you got one more chance. If you don't do anything, you're done. I'm sorry. You ain't doing anything for a while. In my honest belief, the Penguins aren't making the playoffs. Wow. So you don't think they're going to make I, it again? I, I honestly believe this. The goaltending is going to be the, the bellwether. And okay. then the support group outside of Latang on defense will be the big uh, second bellwether. Because guys like Ty Smith... Um, to me, he's all offensive defenseman, and if he does improve, but he doesn't massively improve for Pittsburgh, it's going to be goals up galore. They're just going to surrender a lot more than they score. 100% agree with you. 100%. Moving on to the next team, the Washington Capitals. Another team Another that missed the playoffs. I have not making the playoffs. Yeah, no, I... I Unfortunately, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do anything. Look, Alex Ovechkin is a superstar. He's probably going to be at least close to breaking Wayne Gretzky's scoring record. All right, I want to put that out there right now. Alex Ovechkin, say what you want about him. He is a Hall of Famer. No question about it. But he's old. The rest of his team is old. Peter Laviolette's not the coach anymore. He went to Nashville. Now he's with the Rangers. TJ Oshie is not getting any younger either. Their goaltending is... Look, their goaltending, I think, is good. It's serviceable for what it is. It's but doable. Outside of Ovechkin, they ain't scoring all that much. Look, Backstrom's a great assist man. He's been Ovi's wingman for years. I kept hearing rumors that Evgeny Kuznetsov might be out the door. So who the hell knows what is going to happen in Washington, D.C.? But the, the Capitals, look, I, I really don't have a reason to quote-unquote hate them, even though they're a division rival, but they ain't making they the have, playoff this year, have, man. I'm sorry, they're not. They do have some really reliable prospects that are on ELC, on Cap Friendly, and I'm a fan of these two that. players. 
Ivan Moroshnichenko, who's a, who's supposed to be a really good sniper in his draft class, and you have uh, Connor McMichael, who's a really good uh, alumni of the London Knights in yes. the OHL, and he's got a lot of speed, creativity. I really think that in the short term, those guys get brought up when the other old guys get shipped out. And it's only a matter of time before February trade deadline or whatever NHL sets as their trade deadline this upcoming season. I, I think I think last I heard it was going to be like late February or early March. That's what I heard, but I I could be wrong on that. I hope it's still February because that's my time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I know that for a fact. I talked with you for a while. I know that's <laughs> your time of year, but I digress there. But yeah, Capitals. Again, another team that I don't really expect. Look, I think they're going to do some things this year, but I think they're going to fall just short of a playoff spot this year. No yeah. no disrespect to Ovi. I think he's going to do great things. He's going to have a phenomenal year. I think he's going to win another scoring trophy. He'll battle it out with Connor McDavid. But Capitals ain't making the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. No. All right. So, time for the local teams. Let's start. With the Islanders, a team oh, that just Kim. snuck in the playoffs on the last day of the season. Same with the Florida Panthers, by the way. And they lost in the first round. Not looking good. But no, listen. The Islanders, I tend to have more trust when it comes to how they defend. Because here's the thing with the Islanders. The Islanders are another team that doesn't score as much. But when they do, they have no problem shutting you down defensively. And by that, I mean they block shots. Whether it's in the neutral zone, whether it's in the defensive zone, they block shots like nobody's business. And when they score, you better watch out. Because if they shut you down, if it's a one nothing game, 2 nothing game, 2-1, whatever. You can talk about all you want about their scoring, but their defense, oh boy, I wouldn't want to play against that Islanders defense. And their goaltending, they just re-signed uh, Ilya Sorokin to an eight-year contract. Good for him. He earned his money. Probably should have been a uh, Vesna winner. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah. I digress. Um, but look, the Islanders, I think, have the potential to be a wildcard team this year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I honestly, when I was doing my article, I was like, let me look at these rosters and let me see the prospect pool. And I was like, okay, they got a few guys left in that prospect pool. But I look at the current roster. The defense is very stable. They're very physical. They can, they can shoot a lot on net and generate their shots from there. And that's how they operate when they're playing in front of Sorokin. And yes. Varlamov still, if I remember, if he's still there. Yeah, yeah, Var Var Varlamov is still there. Yeah, last I looked, I mean, the goaltending's not getting any younger, but they are, like, a few years left of, like, being still competitive for a wild card spot when it comes to Oh, the I agree. I agree. But their forward court, if they, if Lou Lamorello, and I know Lou Lamorello from watching him as a GM, if he is smart and swift about making a sneaky move, he can certainly get someone who can like generate a lot of 
scoring from, you know, the bumper or the slot and just, mm. you know, create chaos down there and certainly be like a Zach Parise of youth, but not the Zach Parise of old. Right. But, I mean, but look, that, they, they- they they tried they tried to bolster their offense with Bo Horvat. How'd that work out? Bo Horvat didn't really do anything for them last year. So they, who knows? That's why I said be another piece. Right, exactly. Exactly. So look, again, Islanders may not score in bunches, but I do think they are going to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. All right, Joe. Let's talk about your New Jersey Devils. This is a team that I expect to do a whole lot this year. I mean, they really they they surprised everybody last year, including Devils fans themselves. Nobody nobody expected them to be that good last year. They had over 50 wins. They go to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, they lost in five games to Carolina, but you know what? I like this Devils team. As a as a just a hockey fan, I really do enjoy watching this team. They're young. They're speedy. They score. They have a bright future in goaltending in Akira Schmidt. I think he is going to light the world on fire. Look, Vitek Vanacek is nice, but Akira Schmidt last year in the playoffs came out of absolutely nowhere, shut everybody up. The Devils, to me, are probably going to be one of the best teams in the NHL this year. And I'll tell you what, if I'm being 100% honest with you, and I talked to Neil about this when I had him on my show, I honestly think that the Devils have what it takes to go to the Stanley Cup Final this year. They have all the pieces. They have the scoring. They have the defense. They have the goaltender. They finally have everything they could ever want. What are you going to do about it this year? Last year was last year. This year is going to be different. What are you going to do? I think that the I think they're one of the more complete teams in the NHL, and I think they have what it takes to go to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So as of yesterday, uh, the Devils did sign Tomas Noshek on a yeah, one. I did hear that. Yes. And he played for a really good Boston Bruins team, and he knows throughout his career what winning is about. And he played in freaking Vegas. And guess who the Devils? Uh, assistant coach for defenses. It's Ryan McGill. And who has Ryan McGill worked with is a forward in Eric Holla. And, you know, a lot of these connections of these players and coaches are starting to come over to New Jersey now realizing, hey, I want to play for this assistant coach and pick his brain and prove myself. Even if this guy's a forward, play better defensively in a certain familiar structure, uh, as a forward, and play on a team that's looking to make another playoff push and advance further. So this gives the Devils so many weapons in their lineup. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Devils fan. I give it because if you are someone who you watch the players throughout their careers, you watch prospects, you know when a GM like Tom Fitzgerald who's been around Pittsburgh and Ray Shiro for a long time. He knows what it takes to manage assets and develop them. And there are so many guys from Jesper Bratt to picking up Tyler Toffoli. You have your Heischer, you have your Hughes, you have Nathan Bastion, uh, 
who could play a little bit of center, but more so right wing. And yeah, I mean, anyone else who I forget and not named Timo Meyer, you really have a lot of guys who can shoot, guys who can physically play the game, block shots. Guys that create block shots and uh, hit, I call those guys Sasquatches. And when you take the, the hitting plus the block shots per game, uh, is the SID rate. That's your Sasquatch isolated defense. Uh, because if you take those suppressive isolated defensive plays, those are the guys that in the playoffs, you can look at hockey reference, add up each player's hit and block per game played, that anything two or more, like four is bonkers crazy. Like Kevin Ball was bonkers crazy. Yes. Yeah, but no, listen, man. I, I mean, look, as much as it pains me to admit it, the Devils at this point are better than the team we're going to talk about last. My New York Rangers. Listen, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Unless the Rangers' big stars prove to me that they can show up in the playoffs, it will be another 30 freaking years before they win another Stanley Cup. I mean, look, let me put it to you this way. Artemi Panarin signed a seven-year contract in free agency. Where has he been in the playoffs? Nowhere. He has been awful. Mika Zibanejad also signed a seven-year contract extension. I love Mika Zibanejad. Love him. Same with Panarin. I love him. Zibanejad has not shown up in the playoffs either. Again, the only two people that showed up in the playoffs last year were Chris Kreider and Igor Shosturkin. That's it. No one else showed up. Igor played out of his mind as usual, and as usual, the defense fell flat. And what has been my complaint with this Rangers team for over a decade now? Their defense. They cannot play in front of their goaltender for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, they refuse to play in front of the main guy and rather play for the backup for some reason. Oh, and by the way, speaking of backups, um, Yaroslav Halak is not back. Uh, for those no. who missed it, they signed uh, Jonathan Quick to a one-year contract with $800,000. And I like that contract. I do. Look, he's not the same Jonathan Quick. I understand that. But he has championship pedigree. Maybe Shesterkin can learn a thing or two from him. But even still, the Rangers... Considering the fact that, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko might not be back. You know, I know I kept hearing, oh, he wants this amount of money. Now he changed agents. I don't know what's going on with Vladimir Tarasenko. I hope he comes back personally, but I don't think he'll be back. Patrick Kane, we all know, is not coming back. I mean, we didn't really need him to begin with, but that's just me. But look, the Rangers are not getting any younger. They're getting old. Their window is closing. It's time that they did something about it. Look, they got Peter Laviolette as a head coach now, whole new coaching staff, and I love it. I truly hope that as a being a Ranger fan my whole life, I hope this is it. Because if it's not, something's got to give. There's either going to be a change in the front office with Chris Drury being out the door. I don't know what's going to be. But if something does not happen within these next one or two years, something's got to happen. But you, as, far as, as far as I know right now, my Rangers, 
I don't trust them this year, man. I, I think they'll make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to be a playoff team. But I don't expect them to do much when they get there. Well, so I have the Rangers third in the Metro making the fire. All right. No, that, hey, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I I expect them to ride most of the season on Igor Shosturkin, but they're going to also have to rely on uh, the, 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 the market for trading and maybe getting a waiver wire pickup during yeah. the season. Because I think that's the way that they improve outside of Jonathan Quick. And the Rangers tried with Huska. They they tried with a number of other goalies that were backups to right. uh, Henrik Lundqvist, and it just never really worked. And um, to me, like, you talked about the Rangers getting older. Like, Kreider's what, what, 32 years old? You have Zabanek's dad. Stand by. I, I believe he's 31, 32. Let me, let me clarify that for you. By the way, he's getting closer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kreider is no. You're right. He's 32. He'll be 33 next year. Yeah, and I've said this before in my article. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when Father Time catches up with the Rangers' current roster. Hundred percent. And this is why I'm not a fan of moving Alexi Lafreniere and Capocaco. Is because mm-hmm. you need to have them play under a better GM, a better coaching staff, and. I know for a fact that Gallant is a really hardcore, hard-nosed... He's similar to Tortorella, don't get me right. wrong. He, he calls his team out for being gutless and heartless. And he wants every guy to play a physical, hard-nosed hockey game. And right. if whoever doesn't get enough ice minutes or ice time during the regular season, is likely going to be asked to get moved out of uh, Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's the it's the Big Apple, it's the big show for a reason. But also, Chris Jury, to me, his job's on the hot seat if the Rangers start slipping in the middle of the season as or in the playoffs. As much as I hate to admit it, I happen to agree. I mean, look, this is kind of. I really don't want to use this term, but this is a make-or-break year for the Rangers. I really hate to use that term, but they've been hang- they've been knocking on the door to go to the Stanley Cup final for quite a while, and it hasn't worked. The one year they did make it in 2014, they had no business playing against that LA Kings team. I'm sorry, they did. They were just good. Exactly. And but if I remember correctly, Tyler Toffoli was on that team. He was on and- that team, yes. Kopitar was there, and Jonathan Quick was just—he was just on his A game. And Trevor Lewis, and then freaking Alec Martinez. That was the that. Yeah, that still kills me to this day. That still kills me. But no, listen, man. But the positive is though, I do love what they did during free agency. Now I went over in my free agency breakdown episode, which I also encourage you to check out. By the way. You know, I love that they signed Blake Wheeler. I love that they signed Tyler Pitlick, who's a great bottom six uh, physical guy. I love that. I love that signing. I love the signing of Riley Nash, Nick Bonino. Look, the theme here is that most of these guys are in their thirties, but they were all on one-year contracts, maybe two-year contracts. Like I said, so if it doesn't work, 
It doesn't work. You didn't pay them a boatload of money. So I do like these signings, but I'm very curious to see how this plays out because this is going to be a completely different Rangers team than what we saw last year with all these free agent signings. So now is the time, Rangers. Now is the time. Do something about it. Well, right now, what they will have to do is if they lose out on a certain defenseman, they're going to have to look at potentially bringing in Zach Jones to be that replacement for one of those guys. Yes, They're going to have to look externally and make a move that will cost them a little bit more. I agree, 100%. At the same time, it's going to take one to maybe three seasons for Gay Perot to show up and He's going to be that new version of Zach Parise. Fast, agile. He has the nose for the net. He's going to make the, the play that you're going to think he shoots, but he's going to snap it for a pass, and it's yep. going to be in the back of the net. Uh, but really, um, the Rangers, as a, according to uh, Hockey Prospecting by Byron Bader, the Rangers have the 25th uh, worst uh, prospect pool because the Rangers have depleted it and yep. they just started getting a couple of uh, high draft picks uh, in the past two seasons. So it's gonna, when the Rangers do set back, they're gonna look for like the the Michael Misas, they're gonna look for the other next phenom or two or Diamond in the Rock set name. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's gonna be not so fun to watch. Uh, no, the no. Past few years. no, it's not. And listen, if you really want to make the season interesting, in my honest opinion, bring up Brendan Hoffman. I mean, we've been dying to see him for the longest time. He is NHL ready. He's ready. Bring him up. Have him pre- Have him play in every single preseason game. And see what he does. Then what you do is you keep him up here. And look, he is going to struggle in the big leagues. I'm not saying that he's not going to struggle. Because of course he is. But you leave him up here to have himself get better. Learn the system. That's what developing a young player is all about. You don't keep sending them down to develop their skills. No. You leave them up here and have them develop their skills here in a new system. If they, if they don't understand that, I don't, I don't know who's running. I don't know who's in charge of that personally, but whoever it is, obviously he's not doing their job right. Bring up Brennan Othman and let's see what he does. If you really want to make the season interesting and if you really want to expect more, bring him up. Period. And I'll I'll throw this in there. When Jack Hughes was in his in his, his NHL first season as a rookie. He struggled. He, he didn't have a lot of body mass uh, to his name, but he did have the speed and the agility to try and figure it out. And then right before COVID, he was starting to get the feel of it and the hang of it. And then, yeah, he could have gone the college route like his brothers did, but he wanted to do something unique. He knew that spending time in New Jersey with not so many players around, of like like you know your job security, 
So, like, he knew that he could come in and learn on the fly from Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff. And despite the COVID season, he performed better than his rookie season. And then he's started to take off since. And he's added a lot more muscle mass. And guys like Brendan Offman, who are big power forwards, they can score goals. Uh, those guys uh, playing in the OHL or the CHL to be more broad, but also he had the blessing of having Swiss citizenship as well as Canadian citizenship. Yes. And yes. he was able to play in the, the, the NLA, the NL Swiss League, the high tier, with yes. the former NHL players and uh, North American players that no longer can play in the NHL and you know players that wanted to play in Europe and the nice country and you know what if a guy like him deserves to play for the rangers uh i will say that first as a as a hockey prospect guy someone who scouts uh on his own time but i see the rangers they will get more and more guys over the next couple of years that will fill into their uh their pipeline but it's all on chris jury to get yes. things right in madison square garden but if he underperforms, he's out the door. We know Mr. Dolan does not take kindly to losers. No, especially when it comes to the Knicks. But the Knicks are not a discussion here. This is a hockey podcast. But even still, you are right. I, I think this is Chris Drury's last chance here. I, again, I love what he did in free agency. I love what he did in the draft with Gabe Perot and all those other young guys. But bring Brennan Othman up. Make the season interesting. See what it does. Oh, by the way, uh, Brennan Othman also had a 50-goal season two years ago. What are you waiting for? Man, oh, man. I just think it's some of those contracts that the Rangers do have to move. And if he he did go in uh, development camp or he goes into preseason and he impresses, there is no reason for him not to be on there. You at least, if you're a, usually the thing, if you're a CHL player, you at least get nine games. Right. But there was a stipulation uh, with Shane Wright where they waited, what, like 21 games? And yes. they were able to shuttle him to, what was it, Coachella Valley in the AHL. And they let him play there. Yeah, and the then Rangers. they eventually sent him back to, uh, what was it? I forgot the name of his his club, but they end up trading him to a a playoff contender, right? During the season, so the keeps of front of Yes, yes. But listen, man, I just think it's time. It's it's time for this young kid to prove what he's made of at the NHL level. It's time. The Rangers' window is closing, and it's closing fast. Do something about it. Period. But again, overall, I do expect them to be in third place. I do agree with you, Joe. They will make the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't. But again, I don't expect much when they get to the playoffs. Although I do expect Igor Shesterkin to play out of his mind like usual. But other than that, I don't expect anything else. I'm sorry. I'm just calling it how I see it. Maybe my opinions will change when the preseason comes. We'll see how I feel. But as it stands right now, the Rangers are a third-place team at best. They'll make the playoffs. 
but there'll probably be a first round, second round exit again. Yeah, and I'll throw this there. Like, I know from a Devils perspective that like everyone wants to get the Connor Hellebuck, and I'm like, please, God, no, not now, mm-hmm. not now. John Gibson, I do like him, but I don't love him. I love Akira. I look at his um, his draft plus five season, and it matches Connor Hellebuck's. And I, yes. and I tell people, stick with the plan, stick with the man, let him develop into a freaking phenomenal NHL goaltender. Let him do his thing. And B-Tech Manichek is just there for the next couple of seasons, next two seasons, so that way guys like Tyler Brennan and uh, Nico does so when those guys are ready, you can move on from that other goaltender. You can move a guy like Vitek and get some capital for him. And I'm one of those people like, if you can get it cheaper in house, do it. But uh, if you if he's going to cost you more externally, why in the Sam Hill would I want a guy that's going to cost me an a couple arms, a couple legs, and a couple nut sacks. I'm just telling you. That's a fair point. I can't argue that. I can't. Anyway. You can on your podcast for here on out. <laughs> on that note, that'll wrap it up for our Metropolitan Division breakdown. If you enjoyed this content, make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94. Let us know what you think on this topic using the hashtag BlueSeats. Let's keep the conversation going. And make sure that you go subscribe to Joe's podcast, Heads Up Hockey, on all audio platforms. And go check out his articles as well. He's got some great articles on all of the top prospects in all of hockey. Joe, this was such a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for coming on, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jimmy. It's great to be with you once again. You're always welcome on mine as well. So Yeah, we, we, we got to make that happen at some point. We'll, we'll definitely make that happen. But until that time comes and until the next episode, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Again, let us know what you think of this topic. Let's interact on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94. Use the hashtag BlueSeats. And also, please do not forget to subscribe on all audio platforms. And please rate us five stars. It would mean the world to us. Go Blue Shirts, and I'll catch you next time. Peace!